You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Hi, everyone. Paul Lang again with Discipline Trading Strategies, and this is podcast number 24. This is called Your Progress as a Trader. If you glance at that episode description, which I suspect most people don't, it says that this was based on an article that I actually wrote quite a long time ago. And it's one of those first articles that I received a whole lot of feedback about how much it helped people. Of course, parts of this article and and anything you listen to, there's some things that I'll repeat, some key things. And naturally, a lot of the concepts in here are things I talk about at various times. But this article kind of pulled things together for a lot of people and maybe helped them see themselves or where they were in their journey as a trader. That's why it's called your progress as a trader. I'm gonna take you through some likely stages that people go through. Well, since humans are all kind of alike and since I was the same way, we pretty much all go through this, probably 99% of us, the same steps, the same thoughts, the same emotions. And that's why I'm often helpful in talking to people. A lot of this information I get from talking to people because I have an open door to talk to new traders, whether they're part of DTS or not. And I try and help them out the best I can, and you're all welcome to do that as well. One of the more difficult things for new traders to try and assess is just how they're doing, because making money is not always the ultimate determination. Making money over a long period of time, that is to say having longevity, is proof. But the problem is you come and go, you make some money, you give it back. It's very difficult then to measure exactly where you are on your progress. So here's some common things that happen to traders along the way. The first group describes people who go off and try trading without really getting any kind of education. They maybe do a little bit of research, but it's not very helpful. They look up some stuff on the internet, watch a couple of quick videos. Maybe they bought a $99 video or something like that. And they go out and maybe they have some success because they're aggressive. They do things that make a little money. But then what happens is they give it all back very quickly. They then try desperately to get those successes back but then they become frustrated, they start losing money. They don't seem to be able to get back into that pattern they had when they made a little money, and that's partly because they don't know what the pattern is. It kind of comes down to a little bit of luck. A lot of times, new uneducated traders are a little bit aggressive, and what happens in the beginning is you're often kind of reckless, and sometimes that's good because you make money. Sometimes more experienced traders get too chicken, if you will, but they're aggressive and they make money, but then They give it back in huge chunks because they don't really know what it was that made them the money in the first place. And this is why you hear this comment that a lot of new traders have to quit because they have big losses. And that is true. That's what happens. They get reckless. They make some money. And then they don't want to give it back. So they hang on to things thinking that it's going to work. And then they give back huge chunks of money. When this happens, what happens mentally is people try and go for that home run. They start taking crazy trades on free-falling stocks or taking out call options, trying to get things back with the home run trade. And of course, the home run rarely comes, so their account bleeds and they have to quit. At this level, traders sometimes take some time off. Maybe they keep poking around in the markets but don't really have any money to be trading with at that time, or maybe they're looking to rebuild their account. There's kind of a trading bug, if you will, which can be a bad thing. It's kind of equivalent to gambling, I guess, where traders who don't know what they're doing kind of feel like this is a quick way to make money. And it tends to stick with them for a while, but sometimes it's for a good reason. Sometimes they're doing the right things. They just weren't able to be successful the first time. So the next stage when people come back is that they start to understand they have to learn a little bit more because they begin to realize that the market actually seems to defy common sense, which it does. The market is not about common sense. It's almost counterintuitive. And they begin to realize that 
And a lot of people begin to realize that they have to do something different. Maybe on their own, they do something different. Or at this stage, a lot of people get some serious education of some kind. Maybe they get in a trading room or maybe they take some serious seminars. And at this point, they begin to actually understand things better. They start to see the strategies, the concepts, the structure of the market. They begin to see what's going on. And they start to get excited now because at this level, they're seeing trades that work, that they know what they're doing. And there's a big difference. I mean, you just kind of take a shot at something. You take a gamble at something. You don't know if it's going to work. You're happy if it does. You're sad if it doesn't. But it's different when you understand what you're doing and you say, wow, look at this work. And then when it doesn't, you understand why it didn't maybe. So there's a big difference here, a big level of understanding where people really start to get their eyes open. They feel good about things. But at this level, there are still a couple of important steps to go through. Just that whole concept of having confidence, that whole concept about not being thrown when you have a couple of losers. And this is where there's kind of a blend of part psychological problems and part still learning. One of the issues I push a lot is that to understand technical analysis and to make money from it, you have to really know it at an A level. Unfortunately, most traders know it at a C level and it makes it very difficult to make money. And then when you add to that some of the psychological things, you get a couple of trades wrong and you start getting chicken, you don't want to lose more money, you start handling things wrong. And then of course, what happens to a lot of traders at that point, if you get a couple of trades wrong, when they have a winning trade, rather than getting a nice winner from it, they start looking around and saying, hey, you know what? If I just take the money now, I'll be break even again, and then I can kind of start over mentally. But of course, this is, in reality, a big mathematical mistake, because if you're going to get a couple trades right, a couple trades wrong, and the point is that your winners are going to be bigger than your losers, if you immediately shut down your winners just to compensate your losers, if you think about it, you actually now have developed a plan where you're trying to break even at best. And this is where a lot of people get. They end up in what I call the break-even blues, and this can become a very, very difficult area to get over. The reason is because you're lacking in two aspects. You think you know charts, but you really don't know them well enough to understand how to improve, how to grade yourself, how to really, really get good. And then you have these psychological things that start bugging you. Everything's great when things are going great, but as soon as you hit a hiccup, everything falls apart. Going on to the next level, maybe the term to use is seasoning at some point. The key is that when you're in this kind of break-even level, that you don't do any damage to yourself. Don't get carried away. Don't feel like you have to make money. Wait until you understand what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong. Not always easy without help, but you have to get past that level. You may start to understand how important analysis is of your trades. It's funny how new traders never look back at their old trades. But then at this level, maybe traders are starting to say, hey, there's a lot to learn from my old trades. The truth of it is the real gold that you have to learn from as an intermediate trader are your past trades, something that people rarely look at. By the way, there's no such thing as backtesting strategies in the market. That's a lot of garbage. People will tell you that. People will say that. There's software programs to do it. It's interesting. It's cute. But the problem is there's too much subjectivity in the market to backtest anything. What you need to backtest is what you actually did. That's what you backtest. You go back and look at what you did, see if you made mistakes, and also see, hey, what if I changed A, B, or C? How would that have affected my results going forward? That's how you backtest. But that's another topic. So at this level, maybe you start to find some mistakes you're doing and you begin to fix them. But all of a sudden, there's another mistake that pops up and another mistake. And then you start to begin to wonder, is trading just a random series of events? Is it always going to have this kind of hole in the boat that pops up whenever I fix one, there's another one? Or is there a solution to all this? People get discouraged in here. 
they start to think, okay, I'm not losing money now, but I'm, I'm wasting time. I can't really make money. What do I do with this knowledge I have so far? And here's where this kind of a contest comes in, if you will, there starts this race between whether or not you will be able to fine tune what you have. And when I say fine tune, for a lot of people, that may be uh, underestimate of what they have to do. For a lot of people, they really still have to learn technical analysis better. They really have to get a hold of their psychology, but at least they're at a level where they're not losing money. In order to get better, to get to that next level, there's kind of a race going on here, whether they can get better fast enough or whether the account starts bleeding slowly or if they just kind of give up out of desperation and the fact that they're wasting time. There is an analogy I use in this article that I'm kind of using as a guide, and I want to bring it up because it's something that really hit home with a lot of people. It's a baseball analogy. I happen to love baseball, and you don't have to love baseball, I think, to get this analogy. And I think this is really the appropriate level to talk about it. I have a lot more comments about getting to the next level, but here is where the baseball analogy really comes in for people who think they really understand the charts well enough to make money. Think about this for a minute. If a baseball player can bat 333 for any season, can probably name his price in baseball. Anybody that does that consistently, boy, these days, I don't even know what the price tag is, but it's multi-millions dollars every year. As a matter of fact, I just heard that some sport is offering somebody close to a billion dollars for a 10-year contract. That's wow. But certainly anybody batting 333 consistently is going to be one of the highest paid athletes on the planet. Congratulations. Consider another batter that hits 250. Now, hitting 250 is not good. I mean, you may get set back to the minors. You may not if you have a good glove or if you have other attributes. And it's not horrible. But the difference between 250 and 333 in terms of your salary is going to be immense. Well, it's a huge difference in your salary. What is the difference on the ball field? Well, 333 means you get a hit one out of every three times. 250 means you get a hit one every four times. Now, if you do the math real quick, that means that the fantastic superstar, multi-multi-million dollar salary player gets one extra hit every 12 times at bat. One more hit than the guy who's going to be set down to the minor leagues. Now, when you consider in baseball how many hits are often the result of a ball just passing an inch outside of somebody's glove or in somebody's glove, or how many broken back singles you get, or how many times a fantastic hit may be a line drive right into somebody's glove. How much luck is involved? Of course, it's skill, but there's always some luck involved. One in 12 hits makes the difference between a superstar and a minor leaguer. I think you see my analogy and where I'm going. It's not much different in trading. What did that superstar player do to go from 250 to 333? Who knows? Maybe he took hours and hours of extra batting practice. Maybe he did extra physical activity of some kind to improve himself. Maybe he took mental classes of some kind to get all the bad jinx concepts out of his head. Maybe he did all the above. Maybe he worked at it so much harder just to get that one hit in 12. Well, trading is the same way. There's that last bit of knowledge that takes you from a C level to an A level. It's that little difference between understanding the difference between a stock that's breaking down and is a short and a stock that is shaking out and that low is actually a buying opportunity. How do you know that difference when you're new? You don't. Some of my best strategies are things that a new trader wouldn't really recognize or even understand because it's that last little bit of experience that makes the difference. When you get that and when you understand it, something comes over people. And I've had many people explain this to me. I kind of remember for myself. 
but you simply get a feeling of calm. If you're a day trader, you have calm in the morning as you approach the market before it opens, after it opens, you're calm. You're not excited. You're not jittery. You're not over-anticipating anything. It's just another day at the office. If you're a longer-term trader, you're calm and you're about to pull the trigger on a long-term trade or whatever it was. You enjoy trading and it's now relaxing rather than nerve-wracking. You start to look back at a lot of those rules you've learned in the past and you actually understand that the rules were kind of always there, but you never really knew how to interpret them or to follow them. You just didn't really get it. So you had to get it the second time to get it right. Experience comes in and it kind of develops your sense of art that you need to trade. Trading is part art. It is always going to be part subjective. It'll never be fully objective. So that art is something that has to develop in you. How long does it take to go through this process? Very hard question to answer. For some traders, it can be fairly quick. Some traders adapt to changing environments and they go at it kind of full time. Some people will never understand it, will never get it. That's what the truth of it is. I have a quote that I put at the bottom of the homepage on my website under a subtitle called Warning. And it basically says, some people can't walk and chew gum at the same time. Not every person is meant to be a baseball player. Not every person is meant to be a trader. It's something that anybody can learn, but a lot of people don't learn it well, and they do struggle. Some people, quite honestly, need to really get hurt before they get the discipline to do what they need to do. It's not an uncommon story to hear about somebody who came back to be very successful, but then they tell you, well, a few years ago, I completely wiped out an account. When I got some money back, I said, I will never do that again. And they learned the discipline needed. Another way to look at it is getting a lot of help, good education, good training in trading does not guarantee your success. Only you can do that. But I can tell you, it will guarantee failure if you do not get properly trained. The market is not meant for a new person or even a very smart person to walk into and try and conquer because it is very counterintuitive for the most part. So if you were in that struggling area, if you're in that middle group trying to really break through and get that sense of calm every day, there are things that you've heard before, but they really are seriously important things. Number one, you have to learn what you're doing with technical analysis at a superior level, period. You have to be trained in that. Number two, you have to take that training and kind of what we call make it your own and put that into a plan that you're gonna follow every day and a plan that you can go back and look at and justify and the key is every day, if you're a day trader, let's say, it doesn't matter long-term or day trading, it doesn't matter. There's always two questions you have to ask. And number one is, did I do what I was supposed to do today? First problem for most traders is they don't know what they're supposed to do. Pretty hard to answer the next question. Then the next question becomes, well, if you did what you're supposed to do, am I doing the wrong things for some reason? Has something changed in the market? Has something happened that I need to adjust what I'm doing? And here again is where that superior technical analysis needs to come in. One trick ponies, traders that come in and try and learn one quick strategy or something, they're never going to make it. And if they make it for a short period of time, when things change a little bit, all of a sudden, whoops, don't know what I'm doing again. There is some luck involved in everything. I don't think you can mention a profession in the world where some luck is not involved. Naturally, luck tends to come to the people who know what they're doing the best. But there's always going to be that fine line. And in trading, I don't care how much you tell me you're going to be careful, cautious, or do whatever. There's always that one penny difference that can happen. If you're in a losing trade, unless you're going to hold it forever, you're going to get out at some point. And wherever you decide to get out, it could have been the fact that that to one penny was the low of the day. And now the rest of the day, you're suffering. 
If you would have gone one penny lower, you would have been in a great trade. Instead, you got out for a loss for one penny. No matter where you are on the chart, no matter what's going on, a similar analogy can be made. It takes great skill to know where you want to be and what you want to do. And it should be the case that if you're really good, you're never in that situation where it comes down to pennies. But the fact of it is you can get sucked into a trade by a penny where somebody else put their entry a penny higher than ever got into it. There's some luck involved. How do you know when you're lucky? How do you know when you're good? It's one of the problems for a new trader. It's difficult to say sometimes. Traders also get hung up on the word risk. Risk is a difficult thing to define in trading. And I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole. Maybe it's a topic for another podcast coming up. But naturally, the key thing is that we talk about a risk amount. When you take any trade, day trade, long term, there's a certain amount of money that you have, quote unquote, set aside, if you will, to lose if the trade does not go properly. But beyond that, to say a trade is risky or not risky gets into a very difficult arena of what you mean when you say a trade is risky. In, in my view, nothing is risky per se. There are higher odds trades, but higher odds trades may make less money than a lower odds trade. And there's a saying I always like out there too, whatever you define risk as, is that without risk, there is no reward. If you're too cautious all the time, you never open the door to have good opportunities. So there's a balancing act out there and traders who take the attitude of being super, super cautious often overlook the best winning trades and then it's hard to make money once again. I was mentioning the important concepts to get from that second stage to the third stage. And besides great training to really understand what you're doing and get a superior technical understanding of charts, and besides putting that together in some kind of plan, the next key is to be constantly following up. And if somebody's going to try to train themselves, I think follow-up is the key way to do it. It's kind of a process of trial and error. And the only way to do that properly is to go back and constantly look and improve what you're doing. I can't tell you what a foolish thing I think that is to do because you're going to burn through a lot of time and a lot of money trying to figure things out when a good education could shortcut that for you. It may not jump you directly to immediate profitability, but it can shortcut that process so that you have a good understanding of what you're doing. I think one of the biggest disadvantages is that newer or struggling or intermediate traders never hear the words I'm saying. A lot of people realize looking back that maybe their second or third attempt at trading that, wow, I wish I would have heard that before because all that makes sense. I would have done something differently. And even people that hear it, it often doesn't hit home with them. They're kind of deaf to what I'm saying until they really experience it. So if there's a final comment I could have to you, it's to go back and really listen to the words that I'm saying. Trading can really be a great occupation. It could be a great way to make a little extra money while you're working your other job. It can be a great way to just take over managing your long-term investments, but you have to do it properly. As I mentioned earlier, I'm always willing to talk to somebody, shoot me an email if you want to discuss your future, your education, look at some trades, whatever it is. Until the next podcast, I come out every Thursday. This is Paul for Discipline Trading Strategies. Good trading, everybody. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.